This is the Podcasters Club, brought to you by Precision Podcasting. I am your host, Kane Power. Today we're talking show notes, which are essentially the words that accompany your podcast. You know, the bits and pieces you type in the box labeled description when you upload a new episode. But as I found out, they are so much more. In fact, if you're podcasting with a purpose, whether it's business marketing, community building, or trying to teach people skills for podcasting, show notes are super important. The way you present your episode description and show notes, which are different things, as I found out, can influence your listeners in different ways, direct them to certain places, and can actually be essential to achieving your podcasting goals. So a lot to unpack here, and thankfully, I've enlisted a show notes expert to walk us through it. Jacqueline Schiff is the founder of Podreacher, a done-for-you service that transforms podcast episodes into high-quality articles, show notes, and other marketing assets. Some of Podreach's clients include FreshBooks, Squadcast, VanillaSoft, and Procurify. Procurify? Procurify. Procurify. Sure. Before starting Podreacher, Jacqueline worked as a journalist for leading healthcare publications in Washington, D.C. and Chicago, and also served as a director of communication for a global health research association. You would have heard Jacqueline and I go through the audio setup for this conversation in the previous episode of this podcast. And because of the strength of this interview that you're about to listen to and the depth of knowledge Jacqueline has around this topic, you can expect a future episode that features Jacqueline as well. I'll keep you updated with that. But for now, please enjoy our conversation about show notes. I'm the CEO of Podreacher. We are a specialized content agency that specifically works with podcasts. So we take your audio and we transform it into marketing assets, typically either an SEO optimized blog post or show notes. Yes. Show notes. Let's kind of dive into there. I want you to explain them to me like I'm five. So what are show notes? That's the million-dollar question, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting it to be complex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so it's interesting. I know what I think of when I think of show notes, and I suspect that you and I think of the same thing. But, um, you know, I put a question on Twitter because I got into a conversation with someone else in the industry, and they were referring to it as episode notes, and then I was referring to it as show notes. and, And I was saying, are we actually talking about the same thing? And I was surprised in this very informal Twitter poll that people had very different ideas of what we were talking about when we referred to show notes. So when I refer to show notes, I'm talking about the content that is on the episode page of a podcast website. And I differentiate that from an episode description, which is the thing that you would see in a podcast app. So, you know, every morning, one of the first things I do is I pull up my various different podcast apps. I look at Google, Stitcher, you know, just because I'm a dork and I like to see all the different ones, Spotify. And I run through to see which shows have updated and, you know, I preview what those shows are. So that's an episode description. 
And then show notes, as I say, is the content that would be on a page. Usually there's an audio player embedded in it, but it's for a specific episode. So that's how I define it. It does go by different names, but for the purposes of this conversation, let's refer to episode description and then show notes. You've already blown my mind. That's wonderful. (laughs) Is it different than how you defined it, by the way? Yeah, yeah. I mean... I guess I always just say show notes to mean everything. Right. Whereas the episode description makes much more sense, you know, as opposed to show notes being on a page. So we're going to get to that. Let's talk about episode descriptions first. Okay. What does the episode description do? What's its purpose? What's its function? So the episode description in every different podcast app, it will be a brief summary of what the episode is. Um, People tackle this in very different ways. If you look at This American Life, they often just do like one sentence. You know, it's barely even descriptive of what they're actually discussing. And then I've seen everything from that to sometimes people will actually dump the full transcript uh, in there. Something to be aware of is that every different player or podcast app, so whether it's Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, they all have uh, different criteria for what they preview when you actually pull it up. And because there are so many different ways people listen to a podcast, that's something to be aware of. For example, I think the character limit on Apple, I should have double-checked this before, but I think it's something like 150 characters. So it's not very much space. And then it actually, it cuts it off or it makes you click to read more. That's going to be different to what's Spotify does. That's going to be different to what Google does. The main thing I think so is not to overcomplicate things is to think about the episode description as an opportunity to get people to want to click and actually listen or download your show. I've certainly been in the situation where I've been scrolling through. I subscribe to a lot of shows. I might not be the typical listener, but like there's a lot of different options for me to think about what am I going to listen to today and what am I going to listen to first? So I think the goal of your episode description should be answering those questions for your ideal listener. Essentially, what's the value proposition of the episode? What am I going to get out of it? And what can I expect to learn by listening to this? And I think you want to get to that as quickly and clearly as you can. I've seen shows that have put a lot of information in their episode description. And, you know, I've spoken to different people to just kind of see what their habits are. If everything's given away there, then I might not listen to it, right? Because it might give me enough information to know, "Mm, I know a lot of this, so it's probably not worth me listening. So I think you really want to entice a listener. Think of it almost like a movie trailer Mm. would be my advice. Yeah. So if I'm following correctly, then the episode description is is more like a teaser to get someone interested in actually listening to the episode. So do you think that, you know, a lot of podcasts, I mean, you must see it all the time. I certainly do. They'll list everything that they talk about in the episode. In this episode, we talk about, and then they'll list 25 things. Do you think that's encouraging for the listener? Or do you think that's maybe just what you kind of highlighted? Maybe you're putting, giving away too much? I think if it's just like a preview, you know, we talk about these topics and there's maybe, you know, five to 10 listed. I think that's a good thing or could be a good way to interest different types of listeners or at least highlight the different kinds of things. The thing I would avoid doing is, you know, really conveying the full 
essence of the episode in there. I think the best way to go about it, especially if you're a more established podcast, is to probably survey your listeners. And then you could get a better idea of what they want from a description and also what they want from a show notes page. Because, for example, a lot of people will spend you know, a lot of time putting together resources or something like that. And if a lot of your listeners don't particularly care for checking that out, you might be able to design your show notes page differently in a way that they would find more useful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think are the essential things to put in your episode description? At a glimpse, I should be able to know who this is for, like what kind of person, and basically what's the question that the episode's going to answer. What am I going to learn from it? Now, how you present that. Do you do it as bullet points? Do you do it like with a one or two sentence intro and then give a few bullet points? Um, You know, I think that's a perfectly valid way to do it. The other thing that I've seen that I think is nice and I think serves the podcaster's interest is, again, keeping this really brief to two to three sentences and then saying for full show notes and you have the only link. So that's like another thing that we can get into, you know, should you have links in an episode description? So again, because different apps, you know, they'll strip links, some will actually hyperlink things, some will only display like the text. So it's not hyperlinked. They're all doing it different ways. I would advise only giving the full link for your show notes page if you have a complete show notes page on your website and making that the only link. Mm. I've seen a lot of people spend a lot of time with like giving all the guest details, a link to their LinkedIn, right? And again, we're just talking about what you see when you're looking in a podcast app. Mm. I think those are fabulous for a show notes page, not as much when you're just looking to preview the episode. I don't need to know what the guest's Twitter handle is when I'm looking there. Yeah. Oh, that's so right. But that's what I do. I put all of everything in the episode description because I don't have a dedicated show notes page. So what should I do? Well, I think it's a great idea to have a dedicated episode page for each episode. I recognize that it's not, you know, it's not always feasible for everyone. And one of the reasons that I love focusing on show notes is because so few people do. Like, as you know, making a podcast is a ton of work. It's a ton of effort. And there is this idea, you know, I have to have some version of show notes, but it's usually an afterthought for so many people. So to answer your question, Kane, what should you do if you're just providing an episode description? And that's fine. Like depending on where you are with your podcast and the goals of your podcast, I'd think about like, okay, so maybe for your podcast, you want to direct people back to your website. I think you can provide a one sentence description of who the guest is. So for example, for me, say we had Jacqueline Schiff, CEO of Podreacher and an expert show notes writer. You know, you don't need my Twitter handle. You don't need my LinkedIn in there and say for more information. And I would give your business website. And then on my business website, I have a dedicated page for each podcast. And then on that page would be all of the actual information where they can find you. Yes. So what you're saying is that people don't really use the episode description to click on the links because they're listening to the podcast. So they're not going, oh, I'm going to go and find her LinkedIn right now. Generally, if they really want to, they're going to click on the one link, which takes them to the website, which is also beneficial for the podcaster because then you're getting hits on your website. 
And there they can find all of the links when they're actually doing their research into the content of the episode and the people that were interesting. A hundred percent. Now, you'll absolutely find outliers and, and different people use it in different ways. You know, we all have our own different digital habits. But what I like with that is, you know, if you're making a podcast, you have a message, you have something to promote. So bring people back to you. I think for the most part, when people are looking on their smartphone at a podcast, I think the main user experience of that is deciding which podcast to listen to. And then if they want more information, you know, make it easy for them to do that. Some people might click through to the links of your guests, but then you've kind of missed the opportunity to bring them back to your media ecosystem and additional content that you might be creating as a result of your podcast. Oh, I love it. That's so great. Yes. <laughs> now, my, my only other question on episode descriptions is what if you don't have a website for your podcast? A lot of podcasters don't have a dedicated website for their podcast. They're just uploading it to an app and, and distributing it that way. What do you do in that scenario? So I think everyone should have a podcast website. I'm surprised that we still have that discussion, but some people don't. So if you're making a podcast and you don't have a website, then you're probably really focused on download numbers, right? Like... You want people to be listening to your show, adopting your show, interacting with your show. So I would think about how do I get them to read this and want to listen to my episode. Um, so I don't think it changes all that much. I think you're still keeping it brief. I think you're still keeping in mind that the content is distributed over so many different players. It's going to cut off at different character limits. And how do you as quickly as possible make people want to listen? Yep. Awesome. Okay. And show notes, uh, the full rundown of the episode. What would we expect to see in show notes versus the episode description? Right. So show notes, as we are discussing it, is all the content you would have on a page on your website. So probably you're going to have the player that's embedded. So the full episode, some people do listen that way. And then, you know, I think generally it would include an episode summary, which is anywhere from about 150 to 300 or so words, which is a summary of, you know, what's this episode about? So if you're interviewing someone, uh, you would mention that this person's interviewed, what are the, some of the main topics that are addressed? So that's one section that you could include is an episode summary. Another section that is common for interview podcasts, especially is a key takeaways section. So what are like the three to five main things that the guest shared in this episode? And also thinking about it from the listener perspective that a listener would learn if they listened to this episode. I like to make those as tangible as possible, you know, because I think so in show notes, I think there's sort of two schools of thought. There's give away as much information as possible on the show notes page. And then there's others that are like really trying to make it again, still like a teaser to direct people to listen to the episode. I think if you look at content marketing with different forms of content, so whether it's video, whether it's text, you know, a best practice across media is to give people enough information to make them want to like keep going with the content. So to not just have it be really vague and have a person be like, you know, does that apply to me? You know, would I learn something? It's almost counterintuitive, but if you give people a lot and like from the takeaway that, you know, 
So if we did a takeaway for this episode and we said, you will learn the ideal length of your episode description or, so, or something like that, yeah. um, like that's pretty concrete. Like uh, that's something that by looking at the episode page, like I'm like, oh, okay. Or we actually said, what is the character length an episode description should be? I think that's fine because if I'm really interested in that topic, I'm still going to want to listen to the podcast, even though I might have gotten the value of the information just from reading the show notes page. So that's key takeaways going back to other sections on the show notes page. So we've talked about an episode summary. We've talked about key takeaways. A lot of podcasters will put the transcript on an episode page, the full transcript. I think there's a lot of good reason to have a transcript it makes your show more accessible. Um, so for people who might be hard of hearing, a transcript is going to be a word-for-word -word record of the conversation. A lot of podcasters post it there because there's this idea that it will SEO optimize the page. Mm. It helps with SEO um, because you do have more text there. But a transcript as is is not a search optimized piece of content. I'm not going to get too into that. I think let's come to that later in the conversation if you want. Yeah. But so so you could include a transcript, you know, something that we sometimes do with show notes that we work on and that I've seen many other podcasts do is they'll kind of slice and dice the transcript. So take sort of excerpts and um, include some, you know, subheadings so that like it makes it a little bit more navigable. Timestamps are another big thing that you'll see on a show notes page. So timestamp would be like literally the what's happening at two minutes in the conversation, what's happening at four minutes, 30. Um, and usually for a 30 minute episode, people have like, let's say like five to 10. And a good way to think about them is as like almost like a table of contents of your podcast episode. So it's sort of like at a high level, like what's happening at this part of the episode. And there's a lot of different ways people use them. Sometimes people will actually look at the timestamp as a way to see which part of the episode they want to listen to. And then sometimes people will come back once they've listened to an episode and they heard something really interesting and the timestamp can be a way for them to figure out like, oh, where was that? And then they can jump to that part of the episode. Um, so those yeah. are some of the, the common components that you'll see. Yeah. Now... As I'm listening to this, I'm imagining what other people are hearing and maybe new podcasters and they're going, oh man, this is, this seems like a lot of work. What do you think absolutely needs to be in there and how do people decide, you know, some people might want to do a transcript, some people might not want to or need to. How do you know what you should do for your podcast? I think the big like strategic question that would probably serve every podcaster to ask is, you know, so what is the goal of your episode page? Is it primarily a resource for listeners? Like, are you trying to build a community around your podcast? And what does that community need? Are they usually looking at the show notes page? You know, are you sending it out in emails? You know, so there's so many different questions depending on where someone is. So I encourage people to kind of think through that and the intended use and then build a strategy backwards based on that. But if it's just any podcaster, you know, I think the thing that 
is probably like most needed on a show notes page is an episode summary. So, you know, what it, mm. what is this episode about? Or in some way, like even if it's not actually like a summary, some bullet points on like what you can expect to learn, what are the topics covered? Um, so to me, that's kind of the bare minimum. And then obviously there's a lot of different directions you can go. Yeah, it's a whole world, isn't it? So I guess that's where I'd like to talk about professionals and kind of what they do. So what does a professional show notes writer do and how does it work working with one? At the bare minimum, they're going to listen to your episode to hear what was actually said. And while listening, they're going to take notes based on the different sections that you've decided with them that you want it included in your show notes page. You know, sometimes people will come to us and say, could I save on the cost if you just look at the transcripts of the episode? And I think it's really important to listen to the full episode because there are certain things that you won't get from a transcript. Like, if you're surprised by any of my answers, that's going to come out in the tone of voice and it might not be as clear from a transcript. So, and it's always good to take your cue from the podcast host because if they're surprised, their audience is probably going to be surprised. And that's probably a great thing to put as a key takeaway or to highlight in the summary, right? So it's really important, I think, to listen to the full episode. And then they're going to Again, just write up the sections that that you've agreed on. I think a good professional show notes writer uh, will probably have a few different templates that you can choose from so that you don't have to come up with all these things. They'll be able to show you different examples and they'll help you put together a page that that makes sense based on how you're going to use it. Yeah, awesome. And I imagine, you know, it's going to look a lot better. It's going to be formatted well. It's going to make sense. Not everyone is a writer. Not everyone as a journalist, not, you know, I've tried to do it for other people before and coming in from an outside perspective and listening to a conversation and then deciding the key takeaways and writing that in a cohesive format is seriously hard. I struggle to do it with my own podcasts, let alone someone else's. So it's an entire profession. And I think it's so, so useful for people that really want to make something out of their podcast to work with a show notes writer? You know, again, like making a podcast is there's so many different tasks involved with that. And then to sit down and be thoughtful about what it was, you know, I think the main thing that differentiates great show notes from kind of mediocre show notes is it's filtered through the lens of what the audience is really going to like. Now that usually aligns with what is interesting to the host. But a lot of times I find when people write their own show notes, you probably don't really want to re-listen to the whole episode. So a lot of people will do it from memory. You know, they recorded the interview and then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, let me write up what I think was interesting. And they're not as focused on, you know, what's going to be like most impactful and interesting to my audience. The other thing that makes show notes really good is level of detail and nuance. So if someone does mention like a specific, you know, number. So for example, like we worked on a a podcast that was for people that are trying to acquire a business. Um, And so they were speaking to someone who had acquired a translation agency and he talked about, 
you know, how he got funding and the different amounts and from different agencies. So those are all small little details, but for someone that's really interested in buying a business, they want to know those things. So capture, you know, listening carefully and capturing those different details and then conveying them to your point in a way that's formatted well and easy for someone to quickly skim and read is time consuming, but it's worth it, right? Because it does provide a lot of value to your audience. So much. So what can someone expect in a rough sense to spend on hiring a professional show notes writer? What, what does it cost? Well, <laughs> that's it's kind of like saying how long is a piece of string? Because <laughs> there's everything from you could probably get like $5 show notes on Fiverr to, you know, people that are charging honestly upwards of, you know, $150, $200. Again, depending on the level of detail and are they manually transcribing it? Um, are they, you know, taking an AI transcription and fixing it up? So there's so many different things. So there really is a range. I think it's important to try a few different kinds of people. So you might find a freelancer on a platform like Upwork, or you might approach an agency similar to ours. Um, we're all going to be at very different price points. We'll probably have different kinds of offering. And so, you know, depending on how you're planning to use this, for example, like a lot of people will they'll publish a show notes page, but then that's, that will also in some ways double up as their newsletter. And if you have like a robust newsletter and, and that's something that's important to your podcast or your business, you know, it can be worth spending a little bit more. So that's my best advice is to basically experiment and try. I think you could get very respectable show notes at about, you know, $50, $40 per episode, but that also might be more than someone's willing to pay. So there's a lot of different options out there. And, you know, as with anything, I think you've just got to try different things, see what works for you. Yeah, that's good advice. It's the same with podcast editing. You know, you can go on Fiverr and get someone to do your hour-long podcast for $20. But how good is it really going to be? Right. You know, they're spending $20 worth of time on it. <laughs> they're not spending the time that maybe it really deserves. And on the other flip side, you can also go to a company and spend $500 on a 60-minute episode. And that's going to be prohibitive for most people. So there's a huge range. And it really, really does depend on your specific requirements, what you want to achieve from your podcast. And I guess, yeah, trialing different people and, and seeing what it is like at the different price points and what you get would be a great approach. Yeah. Yeah. And quality also, like, I think the discussion in terms of quality, I'll say as a business owner, like I've definitely learned the hard way you get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think anyone that is a professional, if you're looking to work with a professional, will be able to help you understand how to evaluate their own quality. So that's something to think about as well. When you start working with someone new, they should basically outline for you, like, here's what you can expect and how you know if I'm doing a good job. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. Jacqueline, this has been enlightening. Thank you so much for coming and sharing all of your expertise on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate it so much. I know my listeners are going to appreciate it. Obviously, all of the links to find you online are going to be on my show notes page. <laughs> and you'll find a link to that page in the episode description of this podcast. Oh, I love that, Kane. Look, I mean, we have accomplished so much over the last yes. uh, couple minutes or so. <laughs> A huge thank you to Jacqueline Schiff from Podreacher. You can find her online at podreacher.com 
and you'll find a link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes for this episode. A link for which you'll find in the episode description. Yes, learning. Till next time. This podcast was created by Precision Podcasting. We make podcasts sound better. For more about what we do, resources on podcasting, and if you'd like to get in touch, visit precisionpodcasting.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Pippa Precision Pippa Podcasting. That is spelled the way that I studied. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.